Hey, what's up, guys? Hope you had a Merry Christmas and, of course, the Happy New Year to come. And speaking of that new year, well, this year has been a lot for me as far as watching TV shows. I, uh, not necessarily something I'd done a ton of before, but I watched exactly 25 this year, 25 TV shows. And as you can see, there's a tier list behind me. Uh, yeah, behind me <laughs> that you guys can see. And I'm going to rank all 25 of the TV shows I have seen this year from 25 to 1 in tier list style at the same time. So, yeah, I think you guys get it. So anyway, I'm going to jump into it now. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, not all these shows premiered in 2022. In fact, a lot of them didn't. It's probably half and half. Uh, some of the shows I only saw one season of or a couple seasons of. Uh, because they may have only had one season come out that I hadn't already seen before this year, or it was a show that I saw in its entirety that may contribute to the ranking, but I tried to be, you know, not necessarily take that route. There's some anime in there, live action, other stuff all over the place. There's a documentary in there. So I'm going to jump into it right now and give you guys my 25 to 1. Now, anybody that's watched this channel already knows what number 25 is. It is the immortal, the dog shit, the She-Hulk. It's the only F-tier show I've seen this year in number 25. I have talked at nauseum, massive nauseum, nine episodes of nauseum of how bad this show is. Uh, I did not know any form of entertainment could be as bad as She-Hulk. I've never seen anything as bad as She-Hulk in my time. If I was to break it down, as painful as that would be, this show had absolutely zero direction had no fucking clue where this show was going at any certain point or time uh, what else was terrible about she-hulk i mean there was obvious you know man hatred which hey sometimes is very granted but this show did a terrible job of portraying that um it, it was not funny at all it was supposed to be a comedy i think it's just dog shit this it was one of the it's the worst form of entertainment i've ever seen so a very very easy f tier uh number 24 is not f tier but it's not good and i'll be honest with you i was surprised by this but number 24 for me is the book of boba fett it was pretty awful um it, it, it seems like such a jump up from she hulk but it was still absolutely terrible this show was insanely boring. It only had like an episode of two of interest and that felt pretty cheap because it was just, it had nothing to do with the actual show. It was just the Mandalorian having a couple of episodes, which was cool because it's the Mandalorian. But even that was a little bit tainted because they kind of fumbled the reunion uh, in that one. I am going to try and keep this mostly spoiler free, by the way. Uh, so I won't say a whole lot, but th those, the Mandalorian was... His involvement in the Book of Boba Fett was strange. It was overall just a strange series. I was really hoping the Book of Boba Fett would be like a space gangster um, kind of a drama thing. And it wasn't. It was awful. It was terrible. It had no direction. It was really, really badly, poorly done and thrown together. And uh, pretty terrible. So yeah, Book of Boba Fett is the second worst TV show I've seen this year. You are going to see a trend here, by the way, that Disney did not do well with TV shows. Because coming in number 23... It's more Disney. It's Moon Knight. Um, now, not everybody agrees with me on this one. I think there are a lot of Moon Knight fans out there. I don't get why. Um, well, I can get why in a couple places. I'll say the, the pros of this show. Definitely Oscar Isaac. Um, maybe the best acting performance of any of these shows. We're just saying a lot. He was fantastic. He did an incredible job. He deserves all the credit in the world. 
Emmy nominations, I would have no problem if Oscar Isaac had one. That being said, most of the rest of this show was garbage. Uh, the plot was horrendous. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they fumbled it badly. I don't know a lot about Moon Knight from the comics, but from what I've heard, it was uh, it was just it was just flubbed. They they just fumbled this one. Uh, the the plot made no sense. That Marvel jumping into the afterlife uh, has really been weird for me in general. I didn't like whatever they were trying to portray with the whole afterlife situation. All the relationships between the, between the characters weren't great. One thing I'll say for Moon Knight was it got off to a good start. The first two episodes, I was into it. Then after that, I was just watching a bunch of random things on the wall. And I was just, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. It was basically like you just threw a bunch of shit on a wall and hoped it turned into a painting. And Moon Knight, for me, definitely did not turn into any kind of a painting. I would say that that was a big drop and very bad and something I was not excited to finish, and by the time it was over, it made even less sense. It's just, there was a lot of, like, what the fuck am I watching moments. That's basically what Moon Knight is, and uh, not in a good way at all. Uh, so number 22 for me, the worst anime I've seen this year, was kind of a pretty big disappointment, because it was Sword Art Online. I honestly thought Sword Art Online would be really cool. I, I like the premise, and it is a really good plot, and really interesting. Um... And the, but the first season I watched, and I was like, this is pretty good. But it ended really abruptly. Like, they resolved the plot out of nowhere. And it was really kind of a disappointing ending out of the first season. Um, and then the action in it was pretty good, but not, not great for anime. Um, the romance in it was very rushed and kind of strange and there's just a lot of odd things happening in this in this show when it had such promise and started really good in the first five to seven episodes i would say i was pretty invested i thought this was pretty cool animation is beautiful pretty much always is an anime though honestly at this point but the second season is what really takes sword art online down it was awful i couldn't finish it i got like five or ten episodes in i'm like this is garbage and I'm sick of watching it. I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do with that second season. It was just shitty, weird, dumb, bad writing. I, I don't know what was happening. So Sword Art Online for me is it's got to be the worst, uh, the worst overall anime I saw. Um, it just it just was really not good. It really really kind of fell off a cliff. So it's it's D tier for me. Staying with anime, uh, number twenty one for me is Horimiya. Uh, I did watch a lot of, like, I guess they're called Slice of Life, uh, teen romance drama animes. I'm gonna call it a guilty pleasure, because I did enjoy a lot of them, but this was the worst one I saw. This one was, I, I see what they were trying to do, because the romance pretty much gets resolved in the first, like, two episodes, and then the rest of it is watching them be together? But that's pretty uh, boring. Uh, basically, this show was just extremely boring. It was, you know, pretty well written. It was pretty fun in certain places, but it was super boring. I, I just, I didn't know why I was watching episode to episode. I was just like, this is, there's nothing happening here. It's like watching a show where everything is resolved from the very beginning. And I can respect them for trying to do something different, but it didn't work. Not for me. I think there were moments that I liked. It was interesting at times. There were things that were kind of neat and everything, but basically it just became a revolving door of the same thing happening over and over, and it just 
pretty boring. So Horimiya for me was a pretty big disappointment. Uh, didn't really get anything out of it, to be honest with you. So now it's time to make the jump up. We're going to jump from D tier up into C tier. So now we're into the okay TV shows. And the ultimate okay TV show was Ms. Marvel. Um, and shockingly so. And when I talked about this before, and it's going to rank number 20 for me um, on the year, that seems pretty bad. But honestly, this show is all right. It, it was not perfect, though. It had plenty of problems. It definitely still had some very awkward moments. It still fell into the Disney trap this year of just having a bizarre, stupid plot that doesn't work. Um, Ms. Marvel definitely had that problem. The plot was bizarre and strange. But in general, uh, it started off a little sluggish, but over time I kind of liked it. I talked about before how I liked how they showed Islam in, um, in America and what that's like. I thought that was really well done, really interesting to show uh, some of Middle Eastern culture, which I thought was pretty cool. And I think the main character, and Iman Vellani, who plays her, does a pretty good job making her likable. Uh, she's generally a, a likable character. She's a little different. You know, I, I thought they did a pretty good job. It's it's aimed more for people younger than me, so I think that hurts it a lot for me. But if I was, I don't know, 10 years younger, or maybe 15 years younger, because I'm fucking old. But if I was a lot younger, I think I'd enjoy this show even more. But for me, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's still not good i guess i should say this <laughs> is pretty good i just said that it's still pretty bad there's some really cringy moments and dialogue and like i said the plot doesn't make a lot of sense but it's not a terrible mo uh, terrible tv show i give it a give it c tier it's a solid uh solid c tier so in the same vein more disney disney has just had so many bleh tv shows this this uh this year and for me this is a massive disappointment to have this show this low obi-wan kenobi is number 19 for me which i mean it could have been lower i could have had a d tier for just the mere the massive disappointment of it but i have to say the first three episodes of this show i really liked it i really liked what they did to darth vader on uh, the first three episodes and what they were doing with obi-wan and everything i was interested i was invested i really thought little leia was a neat character i like how they did that I thought there was a lot of good things. And then the second half was just shit. Uh, it really started to fall apart. The fourth episode was awful. Fifth episode was okay. And then the last episode was okay at best. In general, this show just shouldn't exist. It didn't do anything that helpful for Star Wars at all. If anything, it hurt it. Um, it could have been worse, I guess. <laughs> I, just, I thought that this would kind of be a home run, be hard to fuck up, but... In the end, it ultimately was kind of fucked up and just turned into a meh of a series. Had some good lightsaber fights, did some things right. Reva, though, is a god-awful character that really brought this show down a lot. Uh, that made no sense as a character. And, uh, frankly, I don't think it was well put together at all. I don't know what Star Wars was or Disney was going for with that, with that character, but they really missed it. Um, overall, just a meh show. Not a lot of good things to say about it. It's, I guess it could have been worse. <laughs> so it's it's a C for me. It's just really disappointing because that should have been an A or an S. It really should have been. Should have been one of the most, it was definitely anticipation would have had that at an A or an S. But in the end, it's just okay. Uh, there's, there's really nothing more I could say for that. In the realm of disappointment, my next C tier is at number 18, 
Peaky Blinders. Now, if there was one take that I think I'd consider a hot take, it would probably be this one, because Peaky Blinders is pretty beloved by most people that have seen it. Not me. Uh, for me, I only I got through the first two seasons, so I didn't watch the entirety of the show. But frankly, disappointedly, not that smart. I, I thought the biggest problem with this show is it's just not that smart. I think a lot of people kind of made me, or coming in, I really thought that this was going to be a really smart, interesting show. It's not that smart. It is neat looking. Uh, the costume design is wonderful. Uh, the cinematography is wonderful. And I think the acting is really, really good. But there's nothing behind it. It's basically, if you, if you, um, if you, well, basically, if you got a bunch of good actors together and good costume designers and uh, people who know what they're doing behind a camera and then just said, just start doing shit. I don't know. That's basically what this show is. The plot is really kind of not that complex, not that interesting. I know the Peaky Blinders actually existed, so I guess all this is, I don't know how based on a true story this is, but frankly, it just wasn't that interesting of a show to me. It starts out pretty cool and interesting and you kind of are with it and then eventually you're like, there's really no sustenance here. They're building to something that never really satisfies. So overall... It's a meh for me. I, I didn't I didn't like this show that much. Uh, it was okay. I mean, obviously I didn't like it that much. I didn't even finish it. I, I got through the first two seasons and kind of got too bored to really put any more time into it. It just really was a disappointing uh, disappointment for me. So I figure that take is probably going to get me a lot of crap. So be it. <laughs> uh, especially because I'm about to rank a show right above it, which I can totally see why people would think I'm nuts. Um, but number 17, I have Rent-A-Girlfriend. This feels really wrong to put Rent-A-Girlfriend right ahead of Peaky Blinders, but I can't lie. I definitely enjoyed it more than Peaky Blinders. However, Rent-A-Girlfriend has tons of its own problems, uh, without a doubt. It has some pretty major issues. I think Rent-A-Girlfriend is, it, it's guilty pleasure but it definitely has this elongation issue where it just keeps you in it but isn't really going anywhere um it has more seasons i've watched two seasons of it to this point and i just don't know exactly where they're trying to go with this but uh i won't lie it's it's still kind of interesting the characters are still kind of fun the romance is kind of overdone uh i think it's actually a pretty funny anime i've laughed a decent amount at this anime and it's, it's relatively enjoyable, but at the end of the day, it's still, the plot is, it's not going anywhere. It, it keeps getting bogged down in pretty lame plot lines, um, and it kind of keeps doing the same thing over and over. I think if this show had come to some resolution by now, I think it might be a lot higher, but the fact that they just kind of keep elongating it to, I guess, make more money is kind of disappointing um, and doesn't make it that good. So I think overall... It's a it's an okay show uh, at this point. I mean, I'll watch season three. It's good enough that I want to keep watching it, which is one thing I'll put above Peaky Blinders, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's just I, I feel I feel some hot takes coming in on me for putting that at number uh, number seventeen. But uh, yeah, I, I I can't lie, I did kind of enjoy it. There's no no lies coming here all right so coming in number 16 another relatively hot take because i think a lot of people really like this but i was kind of iffy about it but i'm going to rise it up from c tier to b tier now and that's stranger things stranger things season four specifically because that's all i watched from this season uh if i watched the whole show entirely it'd be much higher but 
it was pretty good. I mean, B tier is not bad, uh, but number 16 does seem kind of low. It was a very, uh, I, I don't know. It like it, it started out really solid again. It had unbelievable acting. I, I thought the plot was pretty good for a while, but it started to flub a little bit there at the end and then really made mistakes at the end of the season, which, uh, really disappointing. And, it kind of ends up where I'm starting to see this more and more in TV shows where it just, it's just putting you in a position where it just will not end. Uh, and it won't do anything dangerous. It won't take any risks. And that's really disappointing. Um, and ultimately season four just became like a less good version of the other three seasons. Uh, Stranger Things has kind of been doing the same thing every single season and they haven't really been switching it up a whole lot. There was a plot twist in this one, which I kind of saw coming. But I kind of didn't, and was fairly enjoyable. I thought the mid-season finale, which really wasn't a mid-season finale, but kind of how weird how they split it up. But anyway, the point is, the mid-season finale I actually really liked. But then the finale finale was really pretty t- disappointing. I think if they had hit the landing, uh, stuck the landing a little bit better, it's probably be A tier, probably be a much higher one. But since they kind of flubbed that landing, um, it just comes at number 16 for me. Uh, very iconic uh, for, for this year and there's a lot of interesting characters and there always is and the acting is outstanding I mean this kid's acting is absolutely incredible uh, from top to bottom but in the end it's it just kind of ends up being kind of in the middle uh, for the year and actually on the bottom half of the middle for me so 16 for Stranger Things coming in number 15 for me is another I, I don't think you would call this horror to any extent but it's Wednesday I just watched Wednesday this is the most recent one I watched within the last month um this was another one that kind of didn't end as well as it started I think the first four episodes of Wednesday are really really enjoyable uh Tim Burton I know directed those for you I don't think he directed the next four but it, you can feel the Tim Burton just dripping off of this show and that's the best thing about it. It, it has a weird um, horror comedy feel to it, which is pretty neat. And I actually really liked it. I guess I just stopped saying horror. There's really hardly anything scary about this show. But it gives you that, uh, I know, it's the Addams Family. So if you think Adam's Family, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I never watched the Addams Family back in the day. I knew what it was. I knew of it. I knew basically how it worked, but I never really watched it. So I don't know. I wasn't really affected by anything that may have been incorrect about how the original Addams Family was. But from people I've talked to that did watch the Addams Family, I've gotten mixed opinions. Some people have said it's fine and actually does a good job of crediting the old show. And other people saying it has nothing to do with the old show and doesn't make any sense. But it's enjoyable. Um, little detective mystery thing going on. Uh, some of the characters were really interesting. Some were really bland. Um, but I do think the main character, obviously Wednesday, uh, Jenna Ortega does a really good job with this character. I thought she really kind of nailed this character. And I do like one thing. It's an odd thing, but I actually really enjoy that they didn't pretend. Because I think, I don't know, like I said, I don't know a lot about the Adams family before. But um, Wednesday Adams, I don't think it was usually considered a, you know, attractive girl. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that wasn't. I know she was always weird. That was the point. But in this one, she's played by Jenna Ortega, one of the most attractive actresses, young actresses out there. And even though she acts really weird, guys are fawning all over her in this show, which makes sense to me. And I'm glad they kind of did that and weren't like, oh, creepy weird girl. They're like, oh, she's 
hot creepy weird girl because that's how guys work and if they're hot they're hot <laughs> okay how fucking weird they are so anyway just thought i'd throw that out there but i enjoyed the show it comes in at number 15 for me it's not bad there was uh yeah it's, it's an enjoyable watch so it's, it's a b tier solid can't say a whole lot bad about it all right coming in at number 14 i'm going to put another romantic anime i watched this year my dress up darling this one's a little weird uh it feels weird to even say that this show wasn't that bad and i don't think i'm alone on that by the way i think a lot of people know what i'm talking about when they when uh when you say they aren't sure why they didn't, you know, yeah, I really hate this anime because it's so over-sexualized. <laughs> I mean, it's about a girl who wants to cosplay a lot, so she finds this guy who knows how to sew and make her cosplay costumes. Kind of a lame plot, and of course a romance starts to blossom and stuff, but there, there's some subtlety in how they did it. It was it was not that like obvious or overdone in a dumb way. I think it was a pretty enjoyable anime. It and it does make me kind of interested to see where they go from here. It's only been one season so far, but I enjoyed it. I, I can't it's like really, really good animation. The characters are fun and easy to get along with. It's over sexualized in places that really don't make that much sense to be that sexual. Um they really push that <laughs> and it's a little awkward at times. But in general, I mean it made me laugh a little bit. Uh there was yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, it's just a likable anime. There's not much more to say than that. It's not deep. It's not going to rock your world or be an incredible experience, but it is enjoyable, and uh, I really liked it. So I give it. I put it in at number fourteen. I think is a safe enough place to put it. Another anime I watched this year, coming at number thirteen, was Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Now, I think a lot of people would have this higher than I do. And this, this kind of comes under the idea of, I respect this show. <laughs> I really respect what they did with this show, but it wasn't necessarily for me. Uh, the anime style, as brilliant and as cool as I think it is for a lot of people, I don't particularly like this anime style. Just the design, the art design, um, the animations and stuff is a little jarring for me and kind of hard to watch. I found it relatively confusing, which everything in cyberpunk I find confusing. And I actually know the cyberpunk world, and I still find everything confusing about the cyberpunk world. So that's this feels like this feels like a show that's better than I can give it credit for, if that makes sense. But for me, it was only a enjoyable experience, not like oh my god, because it was just kind of confusing, kind of bizarre. And the cyberpunk world is so incredibly depressing because it's probably what's going to happen to the world in about 70 years or something. So it's a little depressing, to be honest. But at the same time, it's a well-done show. It's well put together. It's just there's only so much enjoyment I can have watching this show, I think is what I'm trying to say. So it's a good show. And a lot of other people probably like it a lot more than me. Um, but it... it it did have a lot going for it. What I will say is they they would kill off characters. There were a lot of stakes. You were never really sure what was going to happen scene to scene, but the anime style throws me off, and also it's just it's just not the kind of thing I'm typically that far into. So I put in number 13. Uh, number 12, another hot take, but you guys should already know this hot take, and that's Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, comes in as a B-tier at number 12 on the year. I really enjoyed this show. I've already talked about it once at length. In another podcast, I thought it was a great show. 
I thought there was, I shouldn't say great show. I thought it was a good, solid show. I thought there was a lot to like. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I thought the dialogue was, for the most part, pretty good, which the dialogue's been getting trashed, as I see all the time. And yeah, there are some off pieces of dialogue, but I really feel like this show, more or less, is getting massively over-criticized. It's not a perfect show. It's not as good as the original trilogy of Lord of the Rings, but... I enjoy it. It was a it was a it was a fun show to watch. It got boring at times, but I think in general it delivers on what it's trying to do, which is kind of set up the background of Rings of Power. Uh, and some of the things hit really well. Some of them didn't hit particularly well. But in general, I got transported off to Middle Earth, and I don't have a problem with that. And I enjoyed myself while I was there. Uh, so. I I just I continue to not really see why people hate this show so much. It's not perfect. Uh, there are certain things that they didn't do a great job with. There is a little bit of plot armor in this, although I've seen worse than what they've done. There are some moments that don't need to be there. There are some moments in dialogue that don't aren't that great. But I really feel like people are nitpicking on this show. I think it's in general pretty good and pretty fun to watch, and it feels like Lord of the Rings. And I think what more could you ask than it feels like Lord of the Rings it really does uh it's like a less good version of what Peter Jackson had done before that's more or less what I kind of feel of this show less good I don't want people to sacrifice me on that but it was pretty good and I give it number 12 it was an enjoyable show from this season um at number 11 another B tier for me is Welcome to Wrexham uh this is a sports documentary about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney taking over a soccer club from Wales. This was just really heartfelt and fun to watch. I love Ryan Reynolds deeply. Uh, if there's any actor out there that I could meet in real life, it would probably be him. He just seems like an, in general, awesome guy. Or he's extremely good at making it look like he's an awesome guy. All that to say, I really enjoy this show. Uh, has plenty of Ryan Reynolds, which is always a good thing. Rob McElhenney is also very, very likable. Guy from Philadelphia. I'm from Philadelphia. So, I mean, I we kind of there's a little bit of that going on, too. That's enjoyable for me. But also, I love soccer. So, I love Ryan Reynolds. I love McElhenney in Philadelphia. And I love soccer. I mean, this was, this was born to work out. They generally show this more about the town, which is Wrexham. And the Wrexham FC, the club that they bought. And I think it's pretty well done. It's a little bizarre in certain places for a sports documentary, but it's fun to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see where things go from here. And, of course, I'm a Wrexham fan now because of this show. Uh, and, and I love the general premise of you know guys trying to be transparent about owning some, owning a club that means so much to the people there. And that's the general message that they got through is them kind of being transparent about what they do. I'm sure they don't show everything they do, but... To be fair, I think they they really show that they are trying to, you know, help out a small town where a soccer club is everything to that town. And I think that's really cool. Excuse me. I think that's really cool. So in general, I really like this show. It's not quite A tier, but it's a really good show. And I'm excited to see where future seasons go. Hopefully Wrexham will get promoted. <coughs> Fully. Again, maybe. Anyway. Let's jump into the top 10. Now, the top 10 for me is a pretty big jump forward, I think, from the rest of the TV shows I've seen this season. I think the top 10 is pretty elite. They're almost all S tier for me. So at number 10 to start things off is Arcane. Arcane is A tier. 
for me. It's not perfect, but it's pr- it's pretty close. It's it's a fantastic show. I really really enjoyed Arcane. I, I love the animation style. I will say it got off to a bit of a slow start, and it does have its moments of imperfection, I guess if you would say. A little bit of plot armor in certain places. But this show just shocked me so much at how good it turned out to be. Great animation style. Um, there was there was these. There's just great character development. I love Jinx. I love V. I think they did a fantastic job. I love the uh, the villain whose name I'm not gonna th- remember at the moment, which kind of hurts me. That he was fantastic. There was just a lot of good character building in this show, which uh, which I did not expect at all. I was expecting this to be like a love letter to League of Legends people which is fine maybe it turned out that way but i'm not a league of legends player so i don't know but uh there's something here for everybody you don't have to know anything about league of legends for this to be an enjoyable watch for you so it's a great show a tier top 10 for me um coming in number nine is the boys now the boys this year i saw seasons one two and three all this season i watched most of season one before but i stopped uh, so now I finished the whole thing and it's such a good show. It's, it's, there's so much drama in this show. There's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of, uh, kind of that, you know, uh, what's a good word, kind of graphic, violent comedy, I guess is what you might call it to this show. But it's, it's very, very enjoyable. It's well done and it's very well acted. I think, you know, it, it hits on a lot of notes. There are a couple things that are starting to get old and they need to kind of resolve that now that we're at the end of, uh, season three that's one thing that keeps it from being quite s tier to me is it's getting bogged down in certain places plot wise that they really kind of need to keep pushing forward and there's certain things that characters are doing that don't necessarily make sense that they need to kind of fix but in general there's so many good characters to this show there's so many good plot lines going on it is it's just really really good show uh homelander though is the he, he's the apex of the whole show. There's no doubt about it. His villain character is fantastic. It's one of the best villains I've seen ever. <laughs> I mean, he's he could be top five villains I've seen in any form of uh, entertainment. He's he's just so terrifying and unhinged, and you have no idea what he's going to do. Anthony Starr, I believe, is the actor who plays him. Just does an incredible job. So The Boys is one of the best shows I've seen this season. Uh, season three was the season that actually came out this year and it was great. It was great. The additions of soldier boy and other characters. Season two for me though, was the best of the boys. I think that was an outstanding season. It really pushed everything forward. Uh, season three was a slight downgrade, but still very good. There hasn't been a real bad episode so far in the boys. It's just not quite S tier for me. It doesn't quite get there, but at number nine, I mean, that's pretty good. I think uh, I think they could be very happy with that, <laughs> I guess. I don't know who they is. <laughs> They're expecting these people are watching, but anyway, I uh, really enjoyed it. So for me, the top, as you can see, I watched a bunch of romantic animes this year, but the best one I saw was definitely Toradora. That comes in at number eight overall on the year. Toradora is a much older anime. I think that comes from like 2008. Uh, this was so good it was so incredibly funny i I thought that this romantic anime does something different than all other romantic animes it does not you know bash it down your head with romance it it takes a long time before it gets there um and the characters aren't boring at all they're very complex and unusual and different and strange and flawed 
that's really kind of cool because you haven't seen that in a whole lot of other anime, especially romantic ones. This one hits that note really well, and this is such a funny show. Uh, I think it's it's the funniest anime I've ever seen. I, I laughed throughout this anime. Um, and it hits you at the romance, and when it does, it hits it in the right note. It doesn't overdo the romantic parts. It really kind of, when it hits, it hits hard. And it's and it almost, it, it kind of surprises, there's there's a moment in this show that kind of surprises one of the main characters that they're in, that they're in love. And it almost surprises you too, because you're like, I guess they're going to get together, but I don't know. And there's enough of that tension. The ending isn't great, but it's not bad. Make sure you watch the credits. <laughs> if anybody is going to watch this show, please watch the credits. But it's a really, really enjoyable show. I'm really glad I discovered it. And I'd love to see more shows like Toradora in the future. It's the, it's the best romantic anime I've ever seen. Really, really good. However, it's not the best anime I've seen this year. Because that title goes to number seven. Now, the question for me is A tier or S tier on some of this stuff is <laughs> a little bit jumpy. Um, you know, I've actually, I may actually change my decision here as I think about it. I don't know. I'm thinking. Mm, no. Okay. I've decided I'm going to stick with it. Number seven for me is Avatar The Last Airbender, but it's not quite S tier. It's a fantastic show, and I really, really enjoy it. I've never seen Avatar The Last Airbender, obviously. This is much older. It's from like 2005, I think, or maybe earlier than that. Old Nickelodeon show, obviously based for kids, but there's plenty for adults to get out of this show, too. It's so good. The characters in this show are so outstanding from top to bottom. Um, the only downside is the main character, Aang, is probably one of my least liked characters in the series. He's not bad. I just love the side characters so much, from Katara to Toph to Sokka to Zuko to Uncle Iroh. There's so many neat side characters in this show. Um, there's a lot of great animation, great uh, fight scenes. There's a lot going on, and this show is so adult in the way that it presents things um, to you, and it's such an enjoyable watch, such a great escape. It's a great, great show. I don't quite give it S tier. It's not perfect. It doesn't like hit on every single note necessarily, but it's really, really good. And it's it's kind of crazy to me that it only gets number seven because it feels like there's, it feels like it it's possibly better than I can give it credit for, but I'm just gonna give it A tier. It's not quite S tier. I think it's mostly just because it can only go so far as a kid show. For me but i really really love it it's it's really really good um so from here on i think i'm in s tier territory i think i am so the next six shows are all s tiers for me you probably can already see what they are but number six for me is andor andor was a massive shock to me i had no clue that this was coming um especially you see everything else done by disney this year they're all f and d best at best C pretty mid-range or not great shows but Andor was a complete change of pace I don't know where this show came from but it is so much better it's an S tier show for me uh there are it's iffy parts there's some parts that get a little sluggish uh, there's some parts uh, that may be a little more disappointing but the way that this show was done is what I've so desperately wanted Star Wars to be real dark uh, there'd be stakes. You show the Empire as a real threat. There'd be some really, really, really good dialogue. Crazy good dialogue in this show. Real tension. 
show a real sense of kind of claustrophobia in the rebellion against the empire. I, I, I just thought this was so freaking well done. Uh, it was a great, great show. I think it deserves the S tier rank. It was a little close. I almost went A tier, obviously, on this. But I think it's S tier. I think it's a little bit better than that. And Star Wars, to see Star Wars taking itself so seriously was an incredible experience for me. So I'm so glad it exists. It gets number six for me. So we are in the top five now. So at number five, I'm going to start out with House of the Dragon. Um, whoopsie. House of the Dragon was... Um, was number five for me and it's so good to have game of thrones back i'm a huge game of thrones fan but it ended so badly as everyone knows i thought house of the dragon had a great chance to be successful even though a lot of people i think came into it assuming it would suck because game of thrones ended poorly but they've got george r, r. martin's uh stories for background and they're using it effectively house of the dragon was great i i really really enjoyed their first season it was a little weird and jarring, the time jumps that they would have, but I think they handled them about as well as you could, and they really made the show work. I, I thought it was great. Uh, they really did a good job at casting. The casting was fantastic. King Viserys might have been my favorite character because he was played so well by Patty Considine. Uh, Damon Targaryen by Matt Smith is incredible as well. And then the main actresses, uh, the young and the old, that portray Rhaenyra and Alicent, um... I think they did an incredible job. Emily Carey and, uh, oh, oh, come on. Come on, brain. Millie Alcock. And then there was the older ones, <laughs> Emma DRC. And, uh, mm. oh, I'm so close. Olivia Cook? Is that right? Is that her name? I'm going to look this up so I don't say something stupid. Anyway, <laughs> a, uh, I thought in general it was a really good job. Yes, Olivia Cook, proud of myself. I thought it was a really good job bringing the show to life. House of the Dragon was really good. I think it's going to just get better, though. I think season two, season three should be even better if they really keep at this trend that they're doing. But sticking to the source material as much as possible, I thought it was I thought it was just a great, great job. Great, great show. Really enjoyed it. And uh, glad to see Game of Thrones getting itself back. Really glad to see that. So now we're into the top four. Now, top four, a couple of these shows I just watched in their entirety. Uh, but number four for me is Sex Education. This is not something I expected at all. I, I kind of just saw this show as a, oh, this is interesting. I've heard some good things about it. I wonder if this show's any good. It was great. I was really kind of shocked at how good Sex Education turned out to be. Um, it's just it's it's just a high for anybody that doesn't know it's a it's a British show about a bunch of high school kids who realize how little education they have on sex and start kind of finding their own way to create sex education. But it's a lot more than that. There's a lot of good characters. I think that's the best thing about this show is there's so many good characters. There's I don't think there's almost ever a character that comes on screen like I don't want to see this character again, which is so important when you have this many characters to play with i thought they did a fantastic job bringing them all to life i thought it was a really really fun show uh and i was i was dying for the next episode every time i'm not gonna lie it like it keeps the drama up there's good comedy in there uh there's there's a lot of neat moments i like the overall idea of like hey look we're evolving here as a society we need to get rid of some of this archaic way of thinking i'm a big fan of that for one so the whole plot of the whole show I kind of was easy to get behind. But also, 
it's just about the characters. There's so many good characters in this show, and they build and build and build, and it gets better and better and better. Uh, there's some heartfelt moments. There's a lot of comedy in this. It really has everything you'd want it to have. There's very little I can say is a bad thing. I mean, the, the only thing is I get annoyed when certain characters act a certain way, but that's part of the appeal of the show. So it's very entertaining. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, they're three seasons in right now, which is all I've seen because that's all that's out there. Fourth season to come. Very excited to see how this show continues. Although these kids are getting pretty old, so uh, the actors that are playing them are definitely not teenagers anymore. So yeah, they might need to figure that out. But that's another story. <laughs> but the point is, it's a great show. Highly recommend. Uh, so keeping in S tier, keeping in British, I'm going to put number three as Afterlife. Afterlife also has three seasons, although it ended this year. Although it might have been last year, I'm not really sure. This show is so freaking good. Now, I will be honest, for my religious friends out there, you're not going to like this show. <laughs> but if you're not religious, especially if you're atheist, uh, this show is outstanding. Obviously, it's done by Ricky Gervais. He's a famous atheist and everything. But it's not necessarily like if you're religious, you can't get anything from this show, but he does take some shots at religion from time to time. I think more or less what this show really is is showing is it's all about, you know, Ricky Gervais's character and the relationship he has to his deceased wife and trying to live without her. And the way they portray this is so incredibly well done. Ricky Gervais, I've become such a fan of him this year after watching this show. Uh, there's plenty of comedy in it as he is a comedian, but there's there's more drama, I think, to it and more life to it. And just it's odd because the thing that Hori Mia I talked about earlier kind of struggles at you know, the big apex point has kind of already happened in this show, too. But you're just seeing how he kind of survives with that from then on. Uh, there's not a lot of tension, but there's just this there's just this appreciation of life in this show uh, that is absolutely wonderful. I adored this show. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I wanted to watch more and more and more. It's just so fun to watch. It's so well done. And it, it takes heavy subjects and it just makes you glad to be alive. I, honestly, it is one of the best, you know, a lot of these shows that are at the very top are going to be shows that just made me happy to be alive. This is one of those shows. He does such a good job showing life in such a beautiful light. It is, it is a really, really good show. Um, highly recommend for anybody that hasn't seen it. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's just really good. Speaking of good feelings... Number two for me is Ted Lasso. Now, again, <laughs> I am a soccer fan. So the idea of this, you know, the a premise is kind of dumb and everything. And I know this this whole show basically came off of a 10-minute sketch that NBC put out like 10 years ago. This show is shockingly good. Shockingly good. Um, it's, it's basically just, it feels super, like, light and friendly and happy. And then it'll hit you with something very real from time to time. Um, there's talks of anxiety, uh, mental illness. There's talks of, uh, you know, death and very, very hard subjects, suicide. Like there's some very hard subjects in here. But the way it's presented is so beautiful. And I talked about how Afterlife does an amazing job of making you feel, you know, happy to be alive. Ted Lasso does that too, except better. I think Ted Lasso is one of the most enjoyable things i've ever seen i've never felt so happy <laughs> watching anything uh jason sudeikis does an incredible job as ted lasso somehow putting forth this character that's so ridiculously likable 
even though he kind of shouldn't be in some ways because he should be kind of annoying. And at times, maybe he is, but there's so many characters in this, and I love all of them. It is it is the ultimate, you know, feel-good show. If you just want to be happy to be alive, Ted Lasso is the show that you need to watch. I mean, this show just frankly made me ridiculously happy. It was just such a fun, fun show to watch. Um, and it made, it made me sad in the right parts, too. Uh, it really does hit on all the notes. Uh, there's only two seasons of it so far. I watched both. Um, I think there's only going to be one more season, which is sad, but it's it's shockingly good. I, I, it just it just draws you in more than you could r- realize. And then number one, and this feels pretty pretty clear to me. It's Better Call Saul. Now, Better Call Saul, I only saw uh, season seven this year, so I only saw the um, the final. Well, not season seven, season six this year. So I only saw the last season. I've been watching Better Call Saul for a long time. Uh, ever since it came out, because I was a huge Breaking Bad fan. And boy, did it live up. Did it fucking live up to expectation? What an outstanding show. Uh, Better Call Saul is so ridiculously well done. I don't even know what else to say about it. It is, it is a well-thought-out piece of art from start to finish. Uh, it really does hit on all the notes. It's it's a little sluggish in the first couple seasons, but really I'm focusing on the final season, and there's nothing wrong with the final season at all. It perfectly ends. I mean, it is so hard to end a show. I mean, looking through the shows that did end this year, almost none of them actually successfully ended. <laughs> this show did. It hit the landing beautifully. I couldn't have done any better. I, I like, I'm still shocked at how good better call Saul's ending is I, I still have a hard time realizing just how ridiculously good it is it it sticks the landing it does everything right it hits perfectly on a mid-season finale and it, it just everything works it is an incredible work of art uh, so better call Saul I, I thought about not having it number one just because it uh you know it was it was just season yeah, it was just season six, and some of these other shows had multiple seasons, but I don't care. It, Better Call Saul deserves to be number one of all the TV shows I've seen this year. It's so good. It's just so perfect. How they managed to weigh old Saul, new Saul together in this final season and make it all perfectly work together. Come on. Come on. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful work of art. Incredible acting by everybody involved. I better see some fucking Emmys get won for this fucking show. If this show doesn't fucking win some Emmys this year, what are the Emmys? <laughs> it's so good. So yes, Better Call Saul is my favorite show of the entire year. Uh, I loved it. So like I've said to you guys before, well, actually first, this is my top 25, 2022. So I hope you guys really enjoyed it. hope you guys enjoyed uh, some of the reviews I've done throughout the year. I plan on doing a hell of a lot more in 2023. So hopefully 2023 will be more like top, I don't know, 40, top 50 maybe of TV shows I've seen this season. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I hope to do a lot more TV show podcasts through here as I talked about on the What's Next for Me video, if you haven't already seen that. I talk about watching a shit ton of TV shows. So if you want a little bit more on a little bit more information on what I'm going to be doing next year, uh, go ahead and watch that video. Thank you guys so much. Uh, let me know in the comments what you guys think, maybe of my rankings or have your own rankings of what you've watched this season in TV. I'd love to hear it. 
But thank you guys so much for watching me this this uh, this year. It's been a great year for me here in 2022. Hopefully got more good stuff to come. Like, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the bell for notifications. And uh, what's the other thing you do? Oh, yeah, comment. Comment your favorite. I'd love to hear what your favorites are as too. So thank you guys so much. And have an awesome day. Until... <laughs> Until next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>